Twin Cities on the Move, a real estate and mortgage podcast featuring Paul St. Andrew, Justin Sheeler, Joel Benson, and Greg Rios. Paul and Justin are real estate agents with Remax Results, and Joel and Greg are mortgage professionals with Cardinal Financial Company. And now, Twin Cities on the Move. Welcome to Twin Cities on the Move. This is episode 22, the lockdown happy hour episode. I'm Paul St. Andrew, live from my porch here, realtor with Remax Results. Who am I with? Joel Benson here, Cardinal Financial, NMLS number 1064642. This is Justin Sheeler with Remax Results. Greg Rios, Cardinal Financial, NMLS 1505482. Nice, guys. Welcome to the happy hour episode number 22. And hey, thanks to... You know, we're doing our best to, to be socially distant and, and and do our part here in the middle of this. Minnesota Podcasting, once again, has just really, really stepped up their game to be able to do this. You know, they're, they're live on sunny Snelling Avenue in St. Paul putting this together for us. And we're all in our homes safe and sound. So thank you, Minnesota Podcasting. We really appreciate it. And also, we should thank our sponsors, fellas. You know, we are where you go to when you need insurance. We have two of them. Well, Tina Huynh Chandy with Country Financial, 612-245-9892. She's the one to call. And also the insurance warehouse, uh, 612-354-2040, uh, myinsurancewarehouse.com. Both are much appreciated. Uh, thank you to both for helping us out. You, you mentioned this is episode 22. Yeah. Do you think that we've done more episodes in lockdown or prior to lockdown? We're getting to be pretty good at the lockdown ones, if I do say so. You know, and we're smart. We schedule them at happy hour, you know, so that you kind of you get you, you get your beer face going a little bit. And that just makes everything that much better. You know, it was Thanksgiving just last week. And, and boy, what a year. I know that um, there's some people in the world that are, they, they do honestly have to kind of dig a little bit deeper than average this year to find things that are they're thankful for. I think out of us four, I think we're pretty probably pretty blessed individuals as far as that goes. So, and I, I'll start, you know, um, in spite of everything, we still, I have a roof over my head. We have shoes. Um, People are still calling me wanting to sell their home and wanting to buy homes. Mainly, number one, every all the St. Andrews are healthy, really, for the most part. We're doing just fine. I'm optimistic about 2021. Um, it's coming just around the corner, and we'll get to that in a second. But I just thought maybe let's all take a minute and just think, you know, what personally and what, you know, professionally, Greg, are you thankful for this year? Yeah, I mean, to piggyback off you, uh, the family you know, has remained healthy, uh, fighting through some quarantines from school uh, and, and things yeah. like that. But um, other than that, you know, you know, extremely grateful for that. Professionally, just the fact that, you know, the train stayed on the tracks, you know, people were still transacting homes. And, you know, the, the reason I do this job, um, one of the major reasons is just that, that joy you give like that first time home buyer, you know, when they get the keys and they just can't believe that they gave you the last document and helping people get to the finish line, especially in, you know, this year's trying times has been even more rewarding than it has in the past. So I'm really thankful for that. Good. It never gets old. Never gets old. How about you, Justin? 
Yeah, kind kind of along the same line as Greg, man. And and like you said, Polly, we we really are blessed. I, I don't know of a better word to describe that. Um, you know, we're we're still able to provide for our families, and uh, even though there has been an impact, obviously, um, I, I I feel really, really, really fortunate. I have nothing to complain about this year. I mean, people's you know, if people say twenty twenty is the worst year in history, but. You know, for me, I just, I can't, I can't complain about it. And, and I know people don't, sometimes don't like to talk about the spiritual side of it, but just real quickly, I'm just happy that when you use the word blessed, it, it reminds me, uh, you know, I, I believe that there is a, a God and I, I, I thank him for all the blessings I've had this year. You know, Joel just had to put his pool away. So I know that he's a little down in the dumps, but, but other, <laughs> other than that, other than not being able to float around the backyard, how do how are you doing? Let me, let me tell you, it's, it's been good. I, you know, again, I, I, I think I can echo the sentiments all of you guys have said, and I've actually had like these, these weird periods of guilt this year because yeah. I feel like, there's been a lot of adjustments that we've had to make. I mean, my wife with, with the, you know, the distance learning, I mean, I couldn't do it. She's teaching a six year old, you know, there's, there's families that are really struggling with those types of things. And we've been, we're fortunate enough to be in an industry where it's literally, it's just not had a negative impact on my business. Um, so I feel very lucky for that. My family is healthy. We actually did have my stepdaughter, um, you know, had COVID. She had very few symptoms. We all had to lock it down even entirely. Well, you know, and it, so there's been, there's been some ups and downs. There's been some adjustments, but, but overall it's been, you know, we've been able to, to kind of battle through and, and I feel, I, I feel super fortunate for sure. You know, just to say another, just like to tell another secret. Yeah. I'm actually on lockdown right now too. I had a daughter come home a couple of weeks ago from college and a few days later she tested positive for COVID and, and, She's doing just fine. Thank heaven she's doing just fine. She's going to make, you know, all all is well. I guess it's made us as a group also, we, we you have to be together, which, you know, right. it could go either way. And we've really had a lot of fun together with, you know, I have two boys and my daughter and my wife and, and a dog that lets us me live in my house. And we've all enjoyed our time together, you know, and it's been fun. And we joke more than we don't. And... So all of that's been good. All of that's been great, you know, and that's this is a time you think of this stuff always more, maybe more so than other times of the year. And eventually, you know, when you see us next time, it's going to be 2021. Um, yeah. and time to start looking ahead. Time to start, you know, making plans. It's it's always a new year is always exciting, no matter what year it is. And, and, you know, I think that, you know, as far as 2021 goes, I don't know, I'll, I'll go last this time, but everybody, I get out your crystal balls, fellas. And, and, and I guess I'll, I'll, I'll pick on Greg again right away. But what do you think, Greg, as far as the mortgage industry goes, do you, how, how are things today? And then I guess, where do you think that that's going to take us in the coming, oh, 13 months or so? I mean, I think it's, going to continue on. Um, rates continue to be, you know, in a, in a pretty good spot as far as being low. Um, anytime, you know, friends or family ask me what my thoughts are, uh, you know, you guys can kind of correct me if you feel differently, but as far as buying a house, I say to do it sooner than later, because, you know, the risk is if you wait, your interest rate could go up on you. Right. And right now housing prices aren't going down. So, you know, you could qualify for a home today that you may not qualify for 
in six to nine months, just based on, you know, unknowns and how the market's going. So, um, you know, long story short, you know, I'm, I'm excited for 2021. Um, you know, if, if we can overcome 2020, you know, if things even level off a little bit, you know, as far as normalcy goes for 2021, um, I think we're all going to be in pretty good shape. Cause I'm kind of curious, like, like I know for me, the, my business has been steady all year. And normally this time of year, I see at least a little bit of a dip, which, which, which is, we've talked about before, which is oftentimes kind of a relief. You know, I finally get to kind of just, not that I don't make the best of my time. I travel lots and I do lots of fun things, but it's, it's not like, you know, but, but it does end up being kind of a time where I, you know, I chill out a little bit, you know, December and January, and then kind of things start ramping up again in February and March is like, hundred percent again. Right. Well, it seems like now that dip has been, I felt it like I can feel things slow down a little bit, but not, it's not significant. You know what I mean? It hasn't been, the, the business has been kind of steady. Um, so I, which, which I think is good for a lot of people because, you know, there was a lot of, you know, multiple offers that people were missing out on. There was a lot of people that kind of gave up, you know, cause they weren't able yeah. to find their home or weren't able to get in a bid or whatever. And you know, I think some of those people are still in the market and maybe some of them will you know, come back to the market. Um, 2021, just the research I did tells me, uh, Fannie Mae, in fact, uh, predicts interest interest rates will rise in 2021, but they'll stay in the 2.8 to 2.9 range for for a 30-year fixed rate mortgage. So that's, wow. I mean, it's, you know, wow. we're talking about nothing as far as an increase. Um, uh, MBA, which is the uh, Mortgage Bankers Association, they say they're a little bit more negative um, which I, who knows who's right, but they, they think something in the 3.3 to three and a half range is what we're going to see in 20. It's, I always, and I'm sure I've told this story before, but I can remember early in my career, we had a special where we could offer 6.99% and we were all That's like doing cartwheels, you know? So yeah. historically, you know, these rates are so low that, you know, and so it's good news to think about, you know, this continuing, um, there's going to be, you know, some challenges, you know, because, because of COVID, you know, obviously there are certain, you know, segments of our, our economy that are impacted and people's jobs and things like that. So because of that, there's some different loan products and restrictions and things like that will probably continue and hopefully, you know, uh, you know, start to loosen up and come back to normal again at some point. But um, for the most part, I think things are, are trending positively. And, you know, I, I definitely look forward to 2021. What was what did I just hear just a day or two ago uh, regarding the the convention the the jumbo and the conventional loan um, that went up right yeah nice. one, that, go ahead Joel but but the allowable Joel can talk about that but the allowable amount which is great news not the interest rates themselves yeah. so no. so yeah so the so a jumbo loan is is basically this year it's any loan above five ten. 510,400. That amount is expected to go up. And if it's been announced already, I don't know, but I think something in the 520s or 530s is what we're expecting. What? I don't know the exact amount. I, I, I read it, but I, I'm not sure. But yeah, so that won't have an impact necessarily on obviously the rates, but just, you know, a lot of times we're having to kind of, because jumbo loans have been really difficult to come by in the COVID era because lenders just don't want the exposure. So, you know, where it used to be, you could get a jumbo loan with 10% down. Now you're going to need 25, 20, you know, 
probably 20 to 25% down. And the rates are going to be significantly higher. So that's a segment of the marketplace that a lot of times what we'll do in those cases is we'll try to avoid the jumbo loan by doing a combo. You know, maybe somebody puts 10% down and we do, you know, a second mortgage from, well, I don't do second mortgages, but I'll connect them with a bank that can do a, you know, a second for the the 10, you know, 10% and then we'll do, you know, we'll kind of go to that conventional limit of five, 10, 400. But when that, when that amount goes up, that certainly increases people's buying power. Well, right. And then doesn't it, if I'm not mistaken, and it's kind of a twist of it, a backwards way to look at it, the, the, the conventional amount that you can loan raises and the conventional loan, the rate is cheaper. The, the terms are a lot more um, acceptable. And so, yeah, so, so that as from a, we talk about jumbo loans and that's about just, you know, this top tier of properties. There's so many conventional yep. loans that are in that half million range and just a little yep. bit above. And all of a sudden, somebody who's on the fringe can suddenly afford a house that's a little bit higher up because they can fit into a conventional product versus a jumbo. Well, yeah. And there's, a, you know, because also the other component there is that a lot of times, you know, one of the solutions there, like I said, is, you know, a 10% down payment and then maybe like some secondary financing. A jumbo loan at 500000 is just kind of, I don't want to say it's like an average loan amount anymore, but it's getting to be that, that you know, into that range, right? So it's, and then not everybody has an extra 10% later on. Fannie and Freddie in 2021 will increase conventional limits to 548250 Nice. That's a nice big, we don't normally see that big of an increase, so that's nice. So that's a big deal though. Yep. Going into 2021, for sure. That's a big deal for home buyers that are probably looking for their second home. Um, maybe, you know, something like that. And some where they have maybe is they're, they're, they have a growing group, you know, in their house and they need to expand. So that's wonderful. We'll see that coming up in the future here. So, so how about how about the, the real estate market? Have you guys felt any sort of shift happening or slowdown at all recently? You know, uh, Polly, Polly can chime in too. I, I noticed a slight slowdown um, when we first got that first snow, like three weeks ago, and then the the election, and then um, Thanksgiving. I, I noticed a slight dip. It wasn't like it stopped. You know, most years once we once we get past Thanksgiving, it's it's been a little bit slow. The last couple of years, we've been really lucky, but. But um, no, I mean it, it. It's it's remained really strong, probably because the rates are so low. There isn't any inventory, so that keeps the demand up. So that I mean, that's really, really, really keeping things pretty solid for most people. And like Greg was saying, if you are considering buying a home, and you know, at this point, if you already own a home, you're just transferring that equity. You know, so that's kind of nice. You're really just moving it from one place to another. Yeah, you're going to pay a little bit more for your next place, but you're going to get more for the place that you're selling too. And you're going to lock in probably the lowest rates that we will ever see in our lives. You know, if we see anything lower than this, something really, a comet hit the United States or something, you know, I just, I don't know how they can go any lower without, you know, with the banks still making any money. It's, they're about at, I would assume are at that limit, but um, yeah, I don't know. What do you, what are you experiencing, Paul? Just like what you said happened this fall. It was interesting. Winter hasn't really reared its ugly head yet on us. Um, So I, I agree. Every you've been doing this long enough too, Justin. That every time there's a major election, people sit on their hands for at least a month. 
They just do. Yeah. Because and it's not it doesn't doesn't matter who's elected. They just want an answer and they want to know. And of course, now we're still kicking that can down the road a little bit, yeah. but <laughs> which is always uncertainty. The market hates everybody hates uncertainty. Seems like everybody except one guy knows who the next president's going to be. So we've we've been able to to move forward as a real estate market and I think I've seen a small uptick. There's always a bit of it, our business is somewhat cyclical, but it's, you know, I I always tell my clients, as far as this time of the year goes, don't. December's a great time to put your house on the market. Number one, it's all holidayed up and it looks nice. Yeah. Um, number two, people that are out looking at their homes, if if you're if they're not going well, not this year, but if 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 they're not at a holiday party, if they're not Christmas shopping, if they're not quarantined, whatever you want to say. If they're actually out at five o'clock in the afternoon looking at your house when it's 10 degrees out, they want to buy a house. They, they, they're coming there for one reason. They're not there to kick the tires and then go to happy hour. They actually want to buy a house. And then number three, we have quite a few Fortune 500 companies that are in the Twin Cities and December is the biggest relocation month of the year. Those things combined, I would really strongly suggest that now is a good time to put your house on the market if you're ready to go and that's what you want to do if that's what your goals are that said i guess my long-term prediction i'm going to give you a little sid hartman here i'll probably you don't remember old sid i'll set up the loss just like he always did (laughs) he was never wrong because he always predicted the win but then he always had set up the loss i think we'll have a very strong year going into 2021 as far as our industry goes, as far as just the market itself in real estate, I think that there will be plenty of buyers in the market. I think rates will still be low. Um, What I do think is I think that when our country and our our economy kind of sees a light at the end of the tunnel of what's going on as far as this virus goes, as far as everything else goes, and when we do start to get back to a bit of normalcy, I think rates will rise. I don't think they'll be astronomical. I think we'll have more of a balanced market. And, you know, I really think yeah. that. And I think us as realtors will have a bit of a break. I think we'll be able to have maybe not have to be tripping over each other to write offers for houses. I think that it might be kind of a welcome break as far as the buyers that are in the market go. Like Joel said, some I've had clients that got discouraged and just kind of shut it down this year. Um, I think next year might be a better year for people like that. Yeah, in regards to that's a great segue into the, the what the current market is doing. If, if it boosts people's hearts or whatever a little bit you know we we saw an increase and i'm i'm gonna bounce at my notes here to bounce back and forth a little bit but uh we saw an increase in new listings again for another month which is which is great news the only downside is and it's not really a downside our pending sales went up so our inventory our pending sales went up faster than our new listings so our inventory actually went down even more which is a great problem to have if you're sellers, you know, if you're a if you're a buyer like Polly said, you're 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 a little frustrated. But the good news is um the the new listings are coming. You know, we're starting to see that, which is really nice. It's starting to see a, a, a jump in activity there. Um in terms of list price, if you're a seller 
for the last four months, we've we've seen sellers getting more than 100% of their list price. I don't know any time in history since they started keeping records all the way back to the 40s. We could double check it, but I don't know if we've ever had a four-month span like that, uh, including last year. I, I'm not positive. We can double check that to make sure our, our data is accurate, but that that's phenomenal for sellers. Yeah, I mean it's it's incredible. Uh pending sales were up uh 8.8%, but they're actually up 24% over the last 3 months. So you can see once we got through that original COVID scare and and it's still obviously it's a very serious situation, but the, the original one was really impactful when we first trying to figure stuff out. Um yeah, 24% up in pending sales. Uh, inventory has dropped nearly 29% in the last three months. So uh, like Polly was saying, that could be a blessing in disguise. We're probably going to hit the ground running early next year, uh, going through the spring and maybe even part of the summer market. And then maybe the second half of the year, we might see a slight slowdown as we actually feel the impact of some of the people that have been out of work now for for a while or kind of in and out of work. But that'll bring the inventory up. That'll create opportunities for buyers not to dance on anybody's graves or anything like that. But uh, it might be a welcome respite too for some buyers that just can't 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 get an accepted offer on anything this year. No, that's true. And it's not if you're somebody that's looking to list their house in the next coming months. Um, don't let us discourage you. No. Oh God, you'll be good for a long time. Yeah, for sure. And and overall, I just I don't know. I people think that you know, they tell me real estate's just it's 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 a it's bricks and mortar and it's all finances and everything. And it's not it's a people business. It really. Why do you move? You have a child. You get married. You get a new job. You you know you're downsizing. You're it's life events that cause you to buy and sell residential real estate and. In spite of a pandemic, in spite of any economy, life events are going to happen. Well, anyway, thanks, you guys. This was a lot of fun. This was a, it's, you know, it's interesting. It's this goofy pandemic stuff. We're used to seeing each other and seeing a million people a day. And it's, 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 this is better than nothing, in my opinion. It's really fun to see you guys. And, and thanks once again. Um, Minnesota podcasting uh, always coming through for us, you know, for They're sure, and, and doing everything they can. So um, we're not the only Minnesota podcasting show, and I don't know if we should be doing this or not, but I don't mind. So mnpodcasting.com, take a look at them. It's a great spot. Maybe you want to create your own show, you know. Why don't you give them a buzz, get a hold of them. Um, they'd be happy to help you out for sure. And also our sponsors. Um Tina Huynh Chandy at Country Financial, 612-245-9892. And Joel, do you have things to say about Insurance Warehouse today? or Call Insurance Warehouse. They're a family-owned and operating independent insurance agency that will work hard to give you the best coverage available for your individual needs. They work with over 40 carriers, which means you're going to have lots of options. They're going to find you the best rates. Um, again, because they're local, uh, you, you're not going to have to worry about an 800 number. You have, you know, local representation. So reach out when you can. 612-354-2040, myinsurancewarehouse.com. This is episode 22, Twin Cities on the Move. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, everybody, and we'll see you next year. 
This has been Twin Cities on the Move, a real estate and mortgage podcast. Paul St. Andrew and Justin Sheeler are licensed real estate agents in the state of Minnesota with the brokerage Remax Results. You can find Paul online at minnesotahomesales.com and Justin at justinsheeler.com with Sheeler spelled S-C-H-E-E-L-E-R. Joel Benson and Greg Rios are mortgage professionals with Cardinal Financial Company. You can find them online at cardinalfinancial.com. Cardinal Financial Company, NMLS 66247, is an equal housing opportunity lender and is not affiliated with REMAX results. Jill Benson's NMLS ID is 1064642, and Greg Rios' NMLS ID is 1505482. This show was produced by Minnesota Podcasting and recorded in their St. Paul studio, and they can be found online at mnpodcasting.com. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the individual participants and may not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of REMAX Results, Cardinal Financial Company, or Minnesota Podcasting.